Welcome to the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host and Lifestyles Weight Management Specialist, Kim McPherson, along with my co-host, Dr. Wes Ward. This podcast is designed to provide insight into creating a lifestyle change proven to help you lose weight. Throughout this podcast, we will also discuss the different topics within the health and weight loss industry, as well as health conditions related to obesity. Not only will this podcast be informative, I promise you it will also be fun. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the A Way to Lose podcast. I am your co-host Kim McPherson along with Dr. Wes Ward and today we're going to talk about getting fit in 2021. You know exercise is such a crucial thing to your weight loss Um, and part of creating your program as well as a lifestyle change. Uh, Dr. Ward and I recommend that you do a minimum of 60 minutes a day of exercise three times a week. Uh, We think your exercise programs should be split between cardio and strength training. We also encourage you to make sure that you do stretch and warm up before you perform the exercise. That will also help you um, get you warmed up, ready to go, more limber as well as help you prevent injury during your exercise routine. Uh, But as always, we also always want to recommend to you that you should always reach out to your primary care provider and discuss your exercise program before you incorporate exercise into your weight loss program. You know, we don't know any uh, barriers to exercise that we have. If you have, you know, bad joints, things like that. Your, your primary care will know that, and it's important that they know that if you have any issues or even, you know, health conditions that could affect, be effective during weight loss or your exercise program, it's important that you talk to your doctor because we don't know those things. Um, and let them advise you on what the best uh, course of action is for your exercise program. We also want you to remember that if you've not been exercising, if it's something you've not done in a long time or you never have attempted, that you might want to really consider breaking it into smaller segments. Um, instead of uh, starting with 60 minutes, maybe you start with 30 minutes and work your way up. Uh, you might find it easier to break out your workout times into two separate uh, kind of schedules where you might do walking for 30 minutes three times a week or 15 minutes a day, three days a week, or whatever works for you. I mean, the same goes for strength training. We like to see 30 minutes cardio, 30 minutes strength training, but maybe you need, you can only do 20 minutes of walking three times a week. And maybe the strength training, maybe you should only do a couple of exercises to where it's maybe equivalent to 15 or 20 minutes. We want you to make sure that you're being, you're comfortable with this. And also, you know, if anything is painful, Uh, stop immediately and consult with your primary care provider because um, we don't want you to cause injury and we don't want to injure, cause more injury to a condition you may already have. That's right, uh, Kim. So like Kim said, we always recommend that before you start an exercise program, talk to your primary care provider. 
You know, people often ask, well, why do you recommend doing cardio and strength training? Can't I just do cardio? Well, it is important to have a program that combines both. And so I want to spend just a minute talking about why is that important and what are the benefits of an exercise program that combines both cardio as well as strength training. So when we're talking about the benefits of cardiovascular exercise or cardio as we often refer to it, there are several. There's improved heart health. Uh, the great thing about uh, cardiovascular exercise is it strengthens the heart muscle and it really decreases the workload of the heart and it makes the heart more efficient, uh, which is awesome. It's a muscle that is gonna have to work and last a long time. So we don't wanna overwork it and we want it to work at peak efficiency. Cardiovascular exercise also increases your metabolism so that you burn calories quicker and that way it aids in weight loss. It also improves your hormonal profile. So what are we talking about? A lot of the hormones that regulate weight loss, weight gain, thyroid hormones for women, estrogen, progesterone, for men, testosterone, getting that regular exercise helps the body keep these hormones in balance, which again, also feeds into helping that metabolism, but also helping the body to run it its peak efficiency. Lastly, cardiovascular exercise is great for helping to lower blood sugars if you have diabetes. So there are several benefits to, to cardiovascular exercise. And so that's why we recommend that it be a part of your weight loss and exercise program. About strength training. Well, there are several benefits to strength training as well. It increases your muscle mass, which is also going to help with metabolism. It increases your bone density, which is important as we age because we tend to lose bone density and it increases the risk for osteoporosis, osteopenia, and fracture. And so by incorporating strength training into your exercise program, it helps build that muscle mass so that as you age, well, that bone mass, excuse me, so that as you age, you don't lose that bone density. And of course, we talked about how that, that increased muscle mass aids in metabolism. It also increases your cardiovascular and lung health. So strength training also benefits the heart and lungs in terms of helping them to work at peak efficiency. Strength training also improves mental health. You know, if you're doing a lot of strength training, if you're building muscle mass, really the cardiovascular does as well, you just tend to feel better, which benefits your mental health. So that is why we recommend that you have both cardio and strength training as a part of your exercise program. And there are also some long-term benefits of exercise so that when you do have a program that combines both of these, it helps keep you fit over the long haul, okay? 
It preserves muscle mass as you age because along with bone density, we also lose muscle mass as we age. So having an exercise program and doing regular exercise helps preserve that muscle mass. Again, as we've talked about, it's going to improve heart health. And it's also going to help uh, sustain your endurance. So you, we've all heard older people say, oh, I, just, I just can't do as much as I used to. A part of that's because they may not have included exercise as a regular part of their life throughout their lifespan. So as they get older, they have loss in bone mass and all these other things, decrease in cardiovascular health. And so they do tire more easily and they don't have the endurance that they used to. And so that's an important thing to think about when we're thinking about exercises, that that's going to be an awesome long-term benefit is it's going to help sustain endurance. And lastly, uh, one of the long-term benefits of exercise is it helps maintain your balance. You know, we see older people fall and have injury because as we age, we tend to have a little more difficulty with balance. Well, by exercising, by preserving your bone mass, by preserving your muscle mass, by doing regular exercise that helps preserve that balance so that you are less likely to be at risk for falls as you age if you've exercised regularly throughout your life. So there are just so many benefits. We've only covered some of them. We could just go on and on. But it's so important that you do have regular exercise and that you do your best to combine both strength training and cardio. Now, we recognize that there might be some people who can't do a lot of strength training. So Kim's going to talk a little bit about what are some options then if you can't do a lot of strength training? Absolutely. And, and first and foremost, if you can't do strength training or you have limitations to it, at least focus on cardio. That is, you've got to get to moving um, and minimal cardio is fine as long as you're doing something um, to move, to get the blood flowing, to get the heart pumping, uh, to give you all those benefits that Dr. Ward talked about. But here are some things to think about, some different type of exercises you could consider. Uh, Zumba. Uh, there are Zumba classes. We actually have a lot of fitness centers in our area that offer it uh, or Jazzercise as well. We actually have a center that does Jazzercise. Um, I know a lot of you are probably wondering with these types of classes, um, are they available right now? And yes, they are. Um, the gym I go to has them available. They are practicing all the measures necessary with social distancing. But also a lot of these things are offered online now. A lot of gyms, a lot of personal trainers, a lot of instructors are doing Zooms and virtual uh, classes, so you can still do these in the comfort of your own home, especially if it's wintertime and you don't want to get out in the cold. Uh, you have the ability to do that. Uh, but when the weather's nice, uh, you can always hike, do a hiking trail, and you don't have to do a real strenuous trail. Uh, here in our state, they have a map of all the trails, and it tells you the level of intensity of the trail, so you know 
which ones are tough and which ones are going to be more comfortable for you so you can make the right decision. And I'm sure most states in the U.S., they offer something similar as well. Um, cycling. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a professional style, you know, bike. You can just get a cruiser bike and ride your bike around your neighborhood. Or, you know, we have bike trails. Uh, a lot of communities have those now. Or you can do this if you have a stationary bike in your home or at a local gym. Uh, and one of the ones that a lot of people turn to because it seems to be more comfortable for people is walking. You can do this outside. You can do this on a trail. We have indoor walking trails even. A, a lot of fitness centers have indoor walking trails. You can do it on a treadmill at home or in a gym. Uh, there's several different options, and I'm going to share with you one later that you can actually do at home without a treadmill. Uh, swimming, if your local gym fitness center uh, has a pool available, we have uh, three locations in our town that has swimming pools. We have a fitness center and we have two universities uh, and one of them is open to the public. You can get a membership and go swimming. Uh, yoga. Again, yoga practice can be formed in a fitness center at a yoga studio or at home. You can practice your own yoga uh, practice or you can watch one online and that's where I'm headed with this. Uh, exercise classes, again, uh, virtually in a gym or at home uh, through um, television, through different apps and things. And one of the ones I wanted to talk about is Walk at Home. And this is a YouTube channel. So if you have a smart TV with the ability to view apps, uh, you can get all kinds of exercises. This Walk at Home is great because it's, the, it's basically you do, they track it by maybe a 15 minute exercise or a 20 minute exercise routine but you're getting, they're tracking, telling you it's equivalent to X number of steps or X number of miles. Uh, so it's the equivalent to walking, but you're doing it at home and you don't need a, a big space for that. Again, with exercise classes, yoga, stuff like that, you can do all this through streaming. If you don't feel comfortable leaving your home because of COVID or if it's the weather is not permissible for you to go outside, it's too cold, it's rainy, whatever it is, or you don't feel comfortable going to a gym, you have options. There's also uh, paid online classes you can do virtually. There's Peloton has the bike. They have the treadmill. They have just exercise classes where you're just watching and you're having instructors teach you exercise routines. Um, Beachbody On Demand is another one. So there's, there's no reason or no excuse you can make not to exercise. There, with technology that we have now, you have If you have a cell phone, you have access to exercise and a place to do it, and you don't need a big place. Uh, but one of the important things is, is when you're doing exercises, like I talked about before, Dr. Ward talked about, we want you to avoid injury. That is very important because if you get injured, you're not going to be able to work out, and that's not what we want. We want you to have a consistent exercise routine. You need to be doing this every week, you know, at least, you know, a couple of times a week, three if you can manage it or more. Uh, so definitely warm up, do, do stretching to get the body prepared for, for your exercise. Um, it's like kind of in the wintertime, you know, we start our cars to get our cars warm before we get in them. You've got to warm the body up so that the body is prepared to perform this exercise. Um, and also knowing when to stop. If, the, if an exercise becomes uncomfortable or painful um, or you're having difficulty breathing. Now, you know, having, you will breathe heavy during exercise and sometimes you'll get out of breath, but when it becomes to a point where it becomes very difficult to breathe, 
you definitely need to pay attention to that in any pain. Now you're in, there could be muscle soreness and stuff. That's one thing, but usually we know our bodies and we know the difference between muscle soreness and injury pain. So paying attention to that and being mindful of your body is important and knowing when to stop. And when you start feeling uncomfortable or you're having trouble breathing or you're experiencing pain, then it's time to stop and use caution. If you have a previous injury or if you have arthritis or any barrier that can limit or affect your workout, you must be mindful and you must take those into consideration. Um, and you also want to start slow and small. Don't be an overachiever. And here's a prime example. Um, do not build yourself up to this expectation that you need to go do 60 minutes right now, three times a week. And you've never done exercise before. We've already covered that, but it's no different than me saying, I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. I've never run a marathon in my life. I've never trained for a marathon. I've never prepared for a marathon. I'm not going to be able to go run a marathon tomorrow. And that's okay. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me, you know, I'm an idiot because I don't know how to run a marathon or because I can't run a marathon. I have no knowledge of running a marathon because I've never done it before. And I have to train. I have to learn. I have to build my body up for this challenge. Same thing goes for exercise. You must build yourself up over time. Um, and also, you know, um, if, you know, like we've never, like you've never lifted a hundred pounds before, you can't just go lift a hundred pounds. Same with strength training. Uh, you've got to build up to that. You have to start with smaller weights and gradually increase your weights over time. Uh, just like with the marathon, you have to build your distance over time. You have to build your strength over time. Um, and don't be discouraged because you can't go run a mile tomorrow or that you can't lift even 50 pounds of weight. You're not expected to, you're not required to, but you're not expected to. And you have to give yourself some grace with that. It takes time. It takes conditioning. It takes practice. Um, you know, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go be a doctor tomorrow. Dr. Ward has gone through several years of education and training. You know, he had to, he had to go through a lot of education and training to, in order to become that same thing, same with exercise, same with cardio, uh, build yourself up slowly. Don't put out these unreasonable expectations. Now, if you want to run a marathon or you want to lift a hundred pounds, make it a goal, but slowly take steps to work towards that. That's right. You know, we can't overstate how important it is to make sure that you're taking steps to prevent injury during exercise. One thing I would add to something Kim said about choosing an exercise, make sure that you pick something that you can reasonably do all year long. I can't tell you in how many clients I've worked with, uh, they'll go walk in the local outdoor track. And then when the weather changes and it's too cold, they quit exercising. And so I always encourage people, try to find something that you can do year round or at least have a plan for, okay, I may walk outside in these months, but when this month comes, I'm going to go to the indoor track or whatever. That way you'll just stay consistent with your exercise program. And one of the things about staying consistent with it is staying motivated. Because if I'm motivated to exercise, then it makes it easier to exercise and to stick with my exercise program. 
So I just want to give you a couple tips to help you stay motivated when it comes to exercise. And the most important one, I think, is to choose an exercise that you enjoy. I hate to run. And if you said, Dr. Ward, I want you to run 20 minutes a day, three days a week, you're just going to hack me off. It's going to make me mad. I don't want to do it because I don't like to run. But I do like the elliptical and I will do that. So choose an exercise that you enjoy that you'll consistently do because that's the key here. Consistency is the key. The second thing I recommend is to instantly incentivize your exercise. So what do I mean by that? Tie your exercise to something else that you enjoy. So when you're exercising, commit to only listening to your favorite podcast while you're exercising. That may be the Away to Lose podcast. Might be something else. Hopefully it's ours. But say, okay, I'm only going to listen to my favorite podcast when I'm on the treadmill. So it helps incentivize that I get to listen to my favorite podcast when I'm on the treadmill. Do the same with music or watching your favorite show. I'm only going to watch my favorite show when I'm on the elliptical. That's the only time I can watch it. So to watch my show, I have to get myself on the elliptical. To listen to my favorite music, I've got to get myself on the treadmill or walking around the track or in the gym, whatever it is, but find a way to instantly incentivize your exercise so that it motivates you to say, okay, I want to watch my show bad enough that I'll get on that treadmill consistently every day or the elliptical. Because we all know that there are days that are tougher than others. And there's just some days that it's like, ah, gosh, I just don't know if I want to climb up on that elliptical today. But if I'm tying it to something that I really enjoy, it makes it a good deal easier. The other thing is to exercise with a partner. Uh, my wife and I do this. We walk, part of our exercise is we walk at a local track every day indoor and we do it together. So there's instant accountability there. Uh, and it helps us stay motivated because if she's kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to go today. I'm like, nope, we're going to go. Come on. And we've committed to this and we're going to go do this. And so that really helps. Having an exercise partner can be really helpful in terms of creating uh, instant accountability as well so that you stay on track and stay consistent with your exercise program. Absolutely. And, so, and a couple of things I wanted to add. So especially the incentivizing your exercise, which is great, is we have clients that, you know, we're real big on goal setting and we've talked about this and we want our clients to set goals and we want them to reward themselves with goals. And we have several clients that they reward themselves uh, with a reward tied to what it is that they're doing. So a lot of people, and I do this myself, I will incentivize myself with, you know, if I accomplish so many workouts or if I'm able to increase my distance on the, on the elliptical, or if I'm able to increase my weights over a consistent time frame, I will get new workout stuff. So maybe new workout clothes, maybe a new workout top, maybe some new weight, some weightlifting gloves, maybe some new weight loss, some new socks or some new tennis shoes, stuff like that. Um, which is great. And there are a lot of people that do this because you always look forward to that next thing. 
Uh, and also, we want you to think about this also, this, you know, accomplishing things in your exercise is a non-scale victory. And that is something you need to celebrate. So when you're accomplishing these workouts, you need to celebrate that and, and, and celebrate that success that you've accomplished it, especially when you up your weights or you increase your distance or you increase your intensity um, or you're able to go and set it. When you go from that 10 minute or that 20 minute to the next, the next 10 minutes, and you're getting up to 30 minutes a day or 30 minutes, three times a week. Um, celebrate that success. That is you're accomplishing goals and that's a non-scale victory. And we want you to celebrate that. But also there are a few other things we wanted to remind you about. Um, but the main thing, the most important thing is that you've got to drink lots of water. Um, water is crucial uh, because we don't want you to become dehydrated during your workout. And that can happen. Um, you have to stay hydrated. Especially, I mean, you see this more in the summertime, people working out outside or working out at the gym. Gyms can get, even with air conditioning, the big ones can get hot. They just can't keep it cool um, because it's just, especially when the temperatures are 90s plus or 100. Um, and you, you, you start losing more water very quickly. Uh, so you've got to continue drinking your water. And it's very important to do that. Um, I always take a, a big water bottle with me to the gym. And I always usually fill it up. Uh, it's filled up before I get there, and I usually fill it up a second time. But you must add an extra 8 to 10 ounces of water for every one hour that you've exercised. So you must incorporate more water. Um, you know, the overall goal is Dr. Ward would like to see you added 90 ounces of water daily. Um, but, you know, always check with your primary care to ensure that that's a, that's a safe level of water, you know, that that's good for you and they're okay with it. You know, and, and to be honest with you, we want to see 90, but worst case scenario, you could get in 64, um, but add that eight to 10 ounces on top of that. If you're exercising, it's important to do that. Water is such a crucial element. Your body needs that to stay hydrated. Your muscles need that. Um, you it's crucial. It's, it's a necessity. Um, and it's even more crucial during your workout. So always have water on hand with you. Even if you're doing something outdoors or you're doing it at home or you're doing it at a gym, always have water with you and readily accessible for you to consume. Absolutely. So if you enjoy this podcast and enjoy spending this time with us every week on the podcast, then I want to, and you're wanting to lose weight, then I want to encourage you to join Kim and I for group coaching. Our first group has just started. We just launched that this month. You can join at any time. And if you're wanting to lose weight, then we want to encourage you to join us for group coaching. You can call or text Kim and her number is in the description of the podcast. Or and you can also email her at Kim at awaytolose.net. So if you're interested in losing weight and you love spending time with us, join us for group coaching. Also, if you're interested in individual coaching, reach out to us through the website at awaytolose.net. You can also email Kim at Kim at awaytolose.net about individual coaching. Whether it's group, whether it's individual, you can always reach us by emailing Kim or reaching out to us through the website. And also, if you have not gotten a copy of our weight loss success guide, if you're listening and you say, you know what, you're talking about all this exercise, 
But my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I need to lose weight, but I don't even know where to start. Then this guide will help kickstart your weight loss journey. And so I want to encourage you to go get that guide. The link is in the description of our podcast today. You can get it directly from the website at awaytolose.net forward slash download weight loss success guide. It's our free gift to you for listening to us, for joining us here. And we want to help you kickstart your weight loss journey. So go get that guide today from the website. Absolutely. And we want to thank you all for joining us today. We hope you gained some valuable information from our podcast that will help you along your journey. And we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We hope that you gained valuable insight that will help you along your journey. To learn more about our weight loss program and to schedule a free consultation, please check out our website at awaytolose.net. That is A-W-E-I-G-H-T-O-L-O-S-E.net. And don't forget to also download your free weight loss success guide today.